0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What
1: a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do!
0: Hello and welcome back to Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Kloss. With me, as always, is Braden Malloy. And we are bringing you the Palmetto Bowl recap. Clemson in South Carolina uh, did not go as planned for any Gamecock fans. Didn't go as planned for Braden or I with our picks. Um, But we'll get into the Clemson-South Carolina game in a second. First, let's go over our picks from last week. Do we have to? Uh, We do. We owe it to the people,
1: um, well,
0: even sucks. though they weren't the greatest. So first off, South Carolina against Clemson, we both had South Carolina to win and the over. Both very wrong. The over was 43. Well, it was 30 to nothing. So uh, we got close, but maybe if South Carolina put some points up, would have gotten at least the over. But sadly, we were mistaken. And then in the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State against Ole Miss. Braden had Mississippi State. Ole Miss took it. I had Ole Miss, so I got that one. We both had the over. Incorrect. Uh, It was 31-21, I believe. Uh, The over was like in the 60s. We both thought it was going to be much higher scoring. But then the Iron Bowl, Bama, and Auburn, much closer than I think anyone really expected what? I mean we both I had said, Auburn to cover.
1: I said it would be close.
0: We both we both had Auburn to cover, but I mean it was what the spread was 19.
1: But I said it would be very close because it night games at Jordan Hare late in the season.
0: That is true. Yeah, I just I, I did it, ju- I did honestly, just to get these picks, to get these picks, I did just listen to the last podcast and you did say that.
1: Cuz I said just like I wanted to take Arkansas against Bama. I wanted to take Auburn against Bama because Bama's been kind of faltering a little bit and night game of Jordan Hare. I thought it was going to be close. Yes, we both picked Auburn to cover, but I thought it was going to be a closer cover than you did.
0: Yeah, I didn't think – I didn't think it would be anything like we saw, the overtimes and
1: everything. Auburn should have won the game.
0: Yeah, no, they 100% should have. They had – I think on ESPN, ESPN tracks the uh, chances of winning throughout the game, and I think – Auburn was as high as 98% at a yeah. point. And they were
1: up uh, 10-0 with like eight minutes to go in the third.
0: And Bama uh, came back and did what Bama does. So we both had Alabama to win, which was right, and we both had Auburn to cover, which was also right. We had the over. was not a high-scoring game at all, so that was incorrect. But then the last game, probably one of the most surprising games, the Big Ten, Ohio State and Michigan – Braden had Ohio State to cover. It was an eight-point spread. Well, that didn't happen. Michigan won. I didn't pick Michigan to win. I was very happy they did, but uh, I had Michigan to cover, and uh, they did because they got the dub in Ann Arbor.
1: And they we both died. had the over. A fifteen-point win by Michigan. Um, that was that was. I must say, that was impressive.
0: Yeah, what they yeah, did—five
1: no, touchdowns from Haskins. The way they created pressure on C.J. Stroud and just didn't let him get comfortable. Um, the way at the beginning of the game, it was kind of back and forth and Michigan was able to just outlast him and pull ahead in the snow. Um, that, that, it was impressive.
0: If you were an overbetter for the Michigan-Ohio State game and you're sitting at halftime, I mean, well, at least in the first quarter, I was like, it's snowing. They're running the ball like crazy. I was like, wow, this over is just not going to get anywhere close. And it ended up hitting, which I just did not expect. But very impressive game from Michigan. Hutchinson set the Michigan record for sacks in a season with 13. Yeah. He moved up to third in the Heisman odds after that game, too.
1: I'll tell you, um, if they win this weekend against Iowa and they they make the CFP, they'll be – I think I think they'll make the national. It depends on who they. If they play, if they're if they play Georgia, I don't think they can beat Georgia, but they can beat any other team that will make it to the playoffs. I think.
0: Yeah, and I don't. I don't think the way if they beat Iowa, I don't think the way it's going to play out. It will be Georgia, Michigan first. Well,
1: and it will yeah. Well, it depends if because if Bama beats Georgia, Bama would move to number one. So then it'd be Bama, Michigan, Georgia, because they wouldn't put a Georgia-Bama rematch the next week. So that would be a Georgia-Michigan first-round matchup. Mm-hmm. Other than that
0: – You think with one loss to Alabama, even if it's close, Georgia moves to three?
1: Well, even if they don't, they move to two, what do you go, Michigan three? So it'd still be a 2-3 matchup. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't move – one I loss. just think,
0: I just think, I understand if they lose, you got to bump them down, but I just think Georgia is so clearly the number one team.
1: No, I agree. I mean, you you could keep them at number one if you wanted. I don't think they would. I think they would put Bama there at number one because they'd be an SEC champ, one loss.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that is true. And then, so you put Georgia at two or three, and if Michigan wins, they're a one loss Big Ten champ. So you'd need, and they're at two at the moment. It, you could move – you could justify moving them to three because you just say Georgia's still been the better team, but it'd still be a 2-3 matchup with Georgia-Michigan. Um, other than that, I think Michigan can beat an Alabama, an Oklahoma State, a Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. I think – if they play like they played last Saturday. Mm-hmm. they If they take that performance, that defensive performance, um, and the offensive line performance, they could beat anybody. Yeah. Georgia.
0: No, I agree. I think uh, – and I think a Georgia-Michigan – college football uh playoff championship would be very entertaining (laughs) um i think you you're you definitely think that georgia would probably take it do you think they'd crush michigan or it'd be a good game
1: it depends because it'd be it'd be It's hard because people call the Georgia offense a weakness, but they're averaging like 41 points a game, which puts them like top five nationally behind like Oklahoma and Alabama or Ohio state and Alabama. So it's just not Georgia's offense is efficient and effective. It's not flashy, but they put up points and all. So it's hard for me to say like, it'd be strength on weakness because Michigan's defense on Georgia's offense because Georgia's offense is, it's not as big of a strength as its defense, but then again, what is in the country? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they would win by by double digits.
0: Okay. No, that, I I really don't know what to think of that yet. Cause I, I mean,
1: because I think I mean Georgia's defense, Michigan's offense, yeah, exploded for forty two points, but it was five touchdowns from their running back. Georgia's run defense is the best run defense in the country. Like the place Georgia. I say, quote unquote, struggles on defense would be pass. And even then, they're very good, but they will swallow up a running back and hold you, hold a team to less than 50 yards running in a game. Like, so I just don't think an all, like Michigan's offense would be, I think if there was an offense in college football that would, that would give the Georgia defense a legitimate test would be, would have been Ohio State's. Maybe Alabama's, but Alabama's offensive line is so god-awful. They've let – I think I just read they read up like 19 sacks this year and a a league leading, like entire football league leading, 85 tackles for losses. And I think Georgia's D-line and front seven could just eat that up. Yeah. So it was really Ohio State's offense that was going to, I think, could give them the most problems. I don't think Michigan's offense would be able to do anything. And then I think just – the Georgia offense being as effective as it, as it is, I think they would win by double digits.
0: Yeah. And that's just one scenario. There's a lot of different ones. I mean, there's uh, like we said, there's a whole, uh, whole weekend of conference championships to be seen. So uh, who knows who actually ends up in that top four, what seating and who plays. Think it. about
1: it. Ohio state won't be in the championship game. Oregon won't be in a, ch- Oregon is in the championship game, but, Clemson won't be in the championship game. Oklahoma won't be in their championship game. Bama's an underdog in their championship game.
0: Did you see what the the streak that got broken? No. For Bama being an underdog, they had like – I don't want to say this is fact because I can't remember if I got the number right, but it was like 92 straight games.
1: They had been favored?
0: Favored. This is their first time in 90-something games. I mean, I could see that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes complete sense. They – they've been a top team if the one team or the two team whatever for every and even if bama comes in as the two they still get the kind of the bama push oh yeah yeah even
1: like even coming in against like clemson and some of those national championships or the the lsu game when with burrow and everything it's still bama
0: when you're coached by nick saban i mean the odds are you're going to be favored yeah that's just how it works. So yeah, lots of different scenarios, but we'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure we'll do uh right now. We're going to do one episode this week, next week. We'll do another single episode because uh, this Sunday, South Carolina will find out what bowl game they're in. So we'll talk about what bowl game uh, they'll end up going to and stuff like that. And then we can also discuss college football playoff and scenarios and what we think is going to happen there. Uh, as far as picks this week, we're going to, pick uh, the power five conference championship uh, ship games and give our picks for those. But first what this podcast is all about is South Carolina football. So we got to talk Clemson, South Carolina, the Palmetto we bowl. We
1: do
0: as much as I don't want to talk about it. And I doubt Braden does too. We have to. And so Clemson came in as the number 23 ranked team in the nation. South Carolina was coming in at six and five, looking for a seven and five season in Shane Beamer's first year already clinched that bowl game and uh, South Carolina leg laid an egg. Uh, There's no other way to say it. I mean, it was just a rough game to see. I remember I was, like I said, I was just listening to, the last episode, because I needed to write down our picks. And uh, I listened to our rationale and everything on the South Carolina game. <laughs> and like we said, you're listening to the wrong podcast and we're going to pick pick Clemson. I, I mean, I don't care. I'm never going to root for Clemson. I'm never going to support them. I'll never even bet on them because I don't want to root for them. That's just how it is. But, Braden, you did say you thought Jason Brown was going to have a strong game. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He actually ended up getting pulled. Zeb Nolan got some action once again. Um, so, yeah, just a rough game all around for the Gamecocks. Um, in a in a post-game press conference, Beamer did say, he's like, we don't want this one game to define the season because he is very proud of his team and being bowl eligible in his first year. That is a big deal in the SEC. Um, one of 13 teams in the SEC to be bowl eligible, which is the most they've ever had. Um, the only one that isn't is Vandy. But to be honest, we couldn't do this without Vandy because Vandy gives a lot of wins to the SEC. So thank you, Vandy, for all your hard work and dedication to the game. But, yeah, Braden, what were your thoughts? You were you were in the student section, right? I was. I was. What were your thoughts on uh, South Carolina Clemson this year? Not
1: good um yeah it was bad uh really from the first quarter they went up 10 nothing, and then it just kind of it wasn't even like it was kind of like even the worst kind of loss because like if they came out and I like scored 28 in the first quarter and you're like okay this is just gonna be another type of those games they're gonna put up 50 or whatever you could kind of rationalize it in your mind but the way they kind of slowly scored 10 in the first quarter then just seven in the second, then just three in the third, but then 10 more in the fourth. Like it was just kind of like, oh, we're just going to keep adding on just a little bit here and there, here and there. Our offense still isn't very good, but we can make the plays. Our talent will eventually rise over yours, and we can make these kind of plays just to get a touchdown here, get a touchdown there, get a touchdown there. So it was very, it was, it was, it made the game so much longer because the hope. The hope of a win didn't really die until the fourth quarter. Like I mean, because I mean, ten nothing. Okay, we were down fourteen nothing against Auburn. Seventeen yeah. nothing. Even still, it's only seventeen. We scored twenty-one against Auburn. Like you can put three touchdowns together in three more quarters. Then it gets the twenty nothing entering the first, fourth quarter. But so it, it just kind of kept that hope alive for a longer period of time, which ultimately kind of made the game long, but it also made the game a little more tougher, a little tougher to watch as you just continually see the Carolina offense just look completely inept and look like it had never played football. I mean, Brown went for 67 yards and two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, I granted one of the interceptions was a great catch by the DB for Clemson. Mm -hmm. He still kind of threw it, and that was the only guy over there. The The other one was horrible. The other one was just awful. Brown's QBR was 13. I'll say this. You can spike the ball on every single play of the game, and your QBR would be 32. If you spiked the ball every time you snapped the ball, just straight in the ground, every single time your QBR would be, I think it's the baseline, 32. And he had a 13. Nolan came in and threw for 29 more yards than he did. And his QBR was 34. So, then Zaquandre Wright had a pass, which I don't know what we were doing there. Um, Our running backs had a collective of 43 yards. You tell me if that's good. I don't think it is. Our receivers went for 163, but zero touchdowns. Yeah, no points at all. We're choosing – we don't choose to put points on the board. We choose to go through for it on fourth downs. It was just – the offense is really I, – I think the, the defense did fine. Obviously, you yeah. up 30 points. You don't really want to let that up. But keeping it – like I said, it wasn't an onslaught. Clemson had a punt a bunch of times. DJ only went for 99 yards passing, and he also threw an interception. Um, now, rushing defense, they did go over 260 yards. Shipley had 128. So, that was a little – Yeah, Shipley, kind of where-
0: Shipley had a game.
1: Yeah, Shipley had a great game. So, that's kind of where the defense faltered a little bit, just in a run game. But they were also weren't getting any help from the offense. Um, So, i give them a little pass there. And when you hold a team like Clemson just with the five stars to, like, just ten points in a quarter or seven or three, like, that's still – there was no 28-point quarters or something like that. So, I think the defense did a fine job, a good enough job for us to win in our offense. I mean, we talked about it all year. but Yeah, I
0: mean, our defense kept us in it. Like you said, it was never – you were, so, we were suddenly out of the game. Like, like you said, down 10. Okay, you can come back from that 17. Like, they were slowly building that score, and our defense was d- making them punt, giving us opportunities to get back in it. But the offense couldn't convert, the offense couldn't get it done to get points on the board and make it an actual game. Um, and early on, I mean, first drive, I think Clemson gets a touchdown, Shipley runs one in, and then they're either their next drive or the drive after Clemson cam Smith makes a great catch downfield to get the interception. And then you're like, as a South Carolina fan, I was like, all right, we, we have a spark here now let's capitalize on it. And just nothing ever came. I mean, like, like you said, I mean, 43 yards rushing is horrible. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just horrible. That is ridiculous. Um, to have the game you had against Auburn. And it's what we have talked about all year, is that South Carolina cannot capitalize on a great weekend and then the next weekend capitalize on that and keep keep the momentum going. Every time they've had a big win, the next week they fall flat on their faces. It happened after they beat Florida. Then they played Missouri, lost to Missouri. Definitely a winnable football game. Then they beat Auburn, which no one really thought expected. Well, now they take on Clemson and fall flat on their face. So, I mean, there's not really much positives to talk about besides the defense. Um, Clemson played a solid game. Like you said, like we said, Shipley had um, a great game. DJ really did not do much um he had 33 rushing yards on 5 rushes and um 99 yards uh he only he was 9 for 19 so he did not play well by any means um but i think now i mean talking this game i think we have to talk is satterfield out i hope so he should uh, be
1: i mean i is and it's not just oh it's first year or anything it's not that it's the inconsistency if we were bad all year fine if we were good all year great the fact that you can have great games and bad games and great games and like something's wrong with your play calling or the way you're controlling the offense if you're so inconsistent and also it i mean just some sometimes his play calling our backs are quick, get them on the edge, and we only run up the middle. Or we keep taking – I mean, and I get some of it was bad quarterback play. But just the combination of that and the inconsistency of our offense, I I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's – that really doesn't feel like a fixable thing in the offseason to me. hmm
0: No, I agree. I mean, I think he needs to be out. I think our O-line coach probably should go, too. Um, back and – the O-line uh, was horrible. It's been horrible. It's had, like, flashes of being decent. Um, not even good, just decent. Can do the job. But um, – so that needs to be changed. I think Satterfield needs to go. Like you said, it's not a question of, oh, he's just been here a year. He needs to get settled in. I mean, there was just questionable calls all year. Um just not being able to consistently get anything going week to week, which is obviously very important. So, I mean, that, that'll be a change, but I read earlier, I mean, Beamer, we hired Beamer to be the head of our football program and uh, he's got to make the big decisions like whether Satterfield stays or not. And um, we have to trust in him to make those decisions and see what he thinks. So hopefully, uh, He got us to six and six, which a lot of people doubted. So uh, I think we just got to trust in that and uh, whatever way it goes, it goes. But I mean, in my opinion, Lincoln Riley screwing over Oklahoma could be very good for South Carolina. (laughs) Because Beamer recruited a lot of those kids. They already have one of their five-star tight ends. I don't know the name exactly. I don't know if you do um but uh he just got by 24 7 sports just got crystal balled to come to south carolina so people are pretty sure he's already committed um and beamer had a big influence on a lot of those recruits who are now all very upset with lincoln riley leaving and everything like that so i mean south carolina what you're
1: saying is spencer rattler to usc columbia confirmed is what you're saying
0: okay i'm not saying that because i don't want that to come back and bite me (laughs) but that would be awesome. I'm I'm also – I think I'm one of the few people who actually would like that. There's a lot of people who say no. I did read a tweet that I don't know who tweeted it, um, but it said, uh, I don't want Rattler. Did you see, like, how bad he was at Oklahoma? We'd be much better off with Dodie or Brown. I think that is no, so I, false. A chance. So false. I am so sorry. I
1: I agree he didn't have the best year, but if you look talent-wise at our quarterback room – So much better. And him, he would be – I mean, he's a starter on, I think, take out Bama with Young, Ohio State with Stroud. And if you put JT in, George is fine. He starts on every other team in the country.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, he is – he. Talent wise is so much better than who we have in our quarterback room. That is a dumb statement. I mean, I would much rather have Spencer Rattler as our quarterback than Doty, Brown, Zeb, Nolan, Gothier, everyone. Like, I, they're just much more talent. He's just much more talented, and then also. Is it Brandon Davis is our recruit?
1: Braden Davis.
0: Braden Davis. You, he's coming in. Learn under to, Spencer Rattler. Take over. Let,
1: let me list to you our QB room for next year. Yes. Jason Brown, if he wants to stay, he's a senior, but he, he has his COVID year. Doty, Col- Colton Gothier, and Connor Jordan. Right?
0: hmm.
1: Let me list you the.
0: Uh, Who the, the hell is Connor Jordan?
1: He's a sophomore. He's he's never played. I don't he's good friends with my boy Trey. They're roommates. Oh, okay. They're both kind of like they don't really play a lot. Um <laughs> I've actually ran routes with Connor Jordan before. He's not bad. He Trey says that he's a guy that once he he gets in his head a lot. If he makes like one mistake, it just kind of starts leading to it's a lot snowballs, of
0: snowballs. Snowballs. Yeah.
1: That he said that's kind of his problem. I don't think he'll really ever see the field, but he's there. So Brown, Doty, Gothier, and Jordan, right? Let me list you the georgia quarterback room just like for teams that they're trying to compete against georgia next year will have jt daniels more than likely because they didn't get a lot of playing time this year carson beck brock vandergriff and gunner stockton that's their qb room yep i don't think ours quite quite compares to that one
0: I just think – I honestly do think it's a top priority for South Carolina to get in the transit portal and bring someone that can make something happen. We
1: have to fix the quarterback problem.
0: They need to bring in someone. Because like you've said, even the games where our quarterbacks have played solid games, they've done enough to keep us in it. And they've done enough to, like, be suitable that we can win the game. We need a quarterback that can win a game.
1: I said, We don't have a quarterback that can go out and win us a game.
0: We need a quarterback that can go out and win us a game. Spencer Rattler could do that. Um I don't know who his name but the tra- there's a five-star a former five-star transfer from Tennessee who we were in his final five back when he was getting recruited. That's someone with the talent to win a game. I think Beamer would be just ignorant not to go to the transfer portal and look at quarterbacks to come to South Carolina and make us a threat I mean you had a six and six first season awesome you got a bowl game well now your expectations if you especially if you're getting Oklahoma transfers if you're getting um these four five-star tight ends that are looking here um and I know we have a five-star running back looking at us we have five-star linebackers I mean we have good recruiting right now. If you want those kids to come and do well and continue to progress this program, you have to have a quarterback that is going to reflect that and be a leader in at South Carolina and in the sec. We can't have Nolan Brown, Doty, Gothier, everyone getting a chance because we just hope one of them does well. It's literally rolling the dice. It is rolling the dice to hope week to week someone does good in as quarterback at South Carolina.
1: You know we've never had a quarterback drafted. Much you told less. me that
0: earlier this year, and that blew my mind. It makes we sense. We haven't even
1: had one invited to the combine.
0: I, it makes sense when you, like, think about it and look back. But, like, that's insane. You need to get quarterback talent here. You need to get someone who can win the game and – take care of the ball, make good decisions. And someone honestly that our coaching staff can trust. Cause I think the thing is a lot with Brown and Nolan and even Doty a little bit is like, you look at them while they play and they're always just trying to do what I think, what the, like, what the, the way the play is designed, they don't have much creativity to make things happen. I want to see a quarterback that's going to make things happen. Oh, the play didn't go as planned. All right, make something happen. Do something with your feet. Find someone open while you scramble out of the pocket. Like do something impressive. Um but yeah, I just I think the quarterback problem is something that just really needs to be addressed if you want to compete with the top teams in the SEC and with Clemson because we just lost another Palmetto Bowl. I think that's our seventh straight. And we didn't just lose it; we got shut out. So, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stuff that Beamer is going to have to address in the off season. But I also think he's the right guy to do it. So, um, we will see how that goes in the future. And so that's kind of all I have. Brandon, you got anything else on Clemson, South Carolina? I'm trying to
1: find a tweet I saw the other day about it was just like a list of the QBs that Carolina has had over the past eight some odd years. And it was like, we've had something like 12 or so quarterbacks in the late last eight years, which is not a good ratio to have that many quarterbacks in that little year.
0: Yeah, no, it's not at all. But, uh, yeah, so while Braden looks for that, we will get into our picks.
1: Stop liking stuff on Twitter.
0: For the uh, conference championship weekend. So we're going to do Pac-12, which is Oregon, Utah. Big 12, which is Baylor, Oklahoma State. SEC, Georgia, Alabama. Big 10, Michigan, Iowa. And ACC Pittsburgh Wake Forest. So we'll start off with the one that is the soonest, which is actually a rematch Oregon Utah. Utah basically ending uh, Oregon's playoff chances in that game, winning 30, 35 to 7. I thought it was 31 to 7. 38 to 7. 38 to 7. We were both wrong. Um, no. Winning 38-7. to seven. So, in that game, Utah is favored 2.5 over under
1: 58.5. You go. Uh,
0: I think Oregon wins. Oregon covers a spread 2.5. They win it outright. Um, I don't know. I don't think Utah won because of how good they are. I think Oregon had a bad game um, and uh, didn't play up to their potential. And Utah took advantage and played above their potential. Um, so I think uh, that last game isn't really going to matter. Also, it's really hard to beat a team twice in a season. Um, that For most sports, that's the case. Um, so I'm going to go with Utah uh, – sorry, Oregon – to beat utah um it's over under 58 and a half and i'm gonna go with the under
1: i got utah winning i don't think oregon's as good as the front they put up or if people believe they are to be They're one good win granted it was a good win they went to columbus and beat ohio state but as we saw last week ohio state might not have been as good as we thought they were they also lost to Stanford at Stan. I think it was, oh, let's see if it was at home. They lost to Stanford at Stanford, 31 to 24. And Stanford is currently uh three and nine.
0: So yeah, and they got they got whooped by Notre Dame too.
1: Yeah, that's not good. Um they already, like we mentioned, they already lost to Utah. Um and yes, that game was at Utah, but it's not like this is an Oregon home game. It's still a neutral site.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I just think I think Utah wins it. Uh, but I think they hit the under.
0: All right. So you got and you I'm gonna assume you have them to cover three and a half or two and a half.
1: Well, if Utah wins, they kind of have Utah's favorite, aren't they? Yes. Oh. um, Yeah, I have them covering three and a half. It
0: would have to be a one-point game or split by a safety or some two-point game. Um, All right. Yep. So, uh, I got Oregon under. You got Utah to cover and the under. Next up, the Pac-12. A Pac-12 championship that looks different.
1: Hey, that was the Pac-12.
0: Oh, sorry, Big 12. My bad. (laughs) Uh, Big 12. A Big 12 championship that looks a little different. Because Oklahoma's not in it. Oklahoma, uh, their program went boomer sooner.
1: Oklahoma and, uh,
0: State is in it. Oklahoma State is in it, and they the have – The state
1: of Oklahoma is still in it. Yeah,
0: yeah, someone's representing Oklahoma in this game. <laughs> but the University of Oklahoma is not in it uh, after ending kind of their dominance. Uh, Lincoln Riley also leaving, as we said earlier. So, who knows what Oklahoma's future is going to look like. And also moving to the SEC, so – well, that – and that just looks bad for Texas and Oklahoma right now. But um, – so Baylor against Oklahoma State, both of them – well, not Baylor. Baylor's 10-2. and two, But Oklahoma State has a shot at the playoff. They need to win this game to uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. They're at five right now. Oklahoma State is favored by five-and-a-half points, and the over-under is 46 and i am going to say right now I'm taking the over. This is Big 12 football. So, taking the over, and I think Oklahoma State covers the spread and uh, clinches a spot in the college football playoff. I got OK State,
1: but I got the under. Have you seen OK State's defense? It is probably Oh, that is three. true. It is I probably forgot. That is why of, they're good. Yeah, outside <laughs> of is... Michigan. Like, Georgia's top one, obviously. But then you have probably Michigan, Oklahoma State. And that's that might be the 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 round out of great bordering some maybe on elite defenses. Oklahoma state defense is they're letting sixteen points a game yeah. um, and hey, they're holding, ca- they're holding teams to under three three hundred yards a game in the big twelve. Mm-hmm. So you I
0: completely I, right, but I already said it, and I'm not gonna go back on my word.
1: Fair. That's fine. I mean, I so, got OK State winning, but I got them under because I don't think Baylor. Will you be have them
0: covering. Cover. Do you have them covering that five and a half? Yeah, I did, too. OK, so I have we both have Okie State to cover. I have the over. You have the under. Yeah. What did you say? Huh? I saw you mouth something.
1: Oh, because you said Okie State instead of Oklo- OK State.
0: Oh, I call him Okie State. <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. I didn't mess up on that. That's what I call him um i don't know why but
1: also oklahoma state already beat baylor this year 24 14 in week like
0: i said i can't go back on my word five they beat them they beat them in week five brayden you found my hole and you you've exposed me for the fact that i don't do much research on these picks Well, I don't either.
1: I just just know it because me being Georgian, they're talking about great defenses. It's always Georgia's, and then they talk about other teams' defenses.
0: That is true. Well, great segue into the next pick, the SEC championship, Braden's favorite team against Alabama, the Georgia Bulldogs, number one team in the nation against Alabama, number three. Hold on, hold on, say that that again. What are the Georgia Bulldogs? Huh? What are the Georgia Bulldogs? Number one. Oh, man. Do you ever get tired of that?
1: Not. No, I love every time I see a tweet or the or on TV and it's just that one next to it. And I know that everybody else in the country has to accept it. There's no like debate on, well, what about this team? Uh, This team plays better. The fact that I know that they have to accept that they're the number one team just puts a smile on my face. All
0: right. So basically, I I write all our picks down on a sheet of paper or whatever I have near me. I already put Georgia. For Braden, Yeah. And Brayden put Georgia for himself. So easy money uh, for that one. But uh, we'll get into the stats about it. Bama's fighting for a chance to be in the college football playoff. Georgia's already solidified in it. The question is what seed they'll be. They could even stay the one possibly. But um, with a loss. But who knows. So... The spread on this game, Georgia is favored, minus six and a half. As we said, this is like the first time in 90-something games that Bama isn't a favorite. It's
1: also the first time in past seven or past eight SEC championship games Georgia is
0: favored. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: Um, Georgia's,
0: Georgia's never had a team like this. so That's very true. Um, but minus six and a half, Georgia's favored, and then the over-under is 49 and a half. So, Brayden, I'll let you take the first. Uh, we already know you're picking Georgia, but let me know spread or and the over under forty nine and a half. What you think uh, and uh, why you think Georgia's gonna win this game?
1: Because <laughs> uh, they're better. Uh, um, let's see. I I think they cover because that's just a touch. I think I think that's what they cover. Um, the under fifty. I think that probably hits. I think I think it's the under because I can see, like I talked about, with Alabama's offensive line just being awful. Um, I think Georgia will be in Young's face all day long. Um, probably get two or three sacks, maybe maybe four. It depends on how how the game's going. Um, I don't think Young has one of his big 500 yard games, um, so I don't think the Alabama offense is going to be able to do much. And I mean, you saw it with teams like Auburn; they can get in the backfield. LSU they only put up 21 and 24. They had to get they only got the 24 because it was, went to four overtimes. Um, so I don't think Bama's going to be able to put up a lot of points, honestly. And right now, there's reports that uh, Brian Robinson they're starting running back. He might have had a lower leg injury, and he's now questionable for Saturday. If he doesn't play, Bama's down to one scholarship running back that they can play with. So they don't have a run game. If you don't have a balanced offense and you're trying to play Georgia, if you, or, if you have a balanced offense and you're trying to play Georgia, you're in for a game. If you don't have a balanced offense and you're trying to play Georgia, whether you're just strictly run or you're just strictly pass, and they can just choose one and just sit on the other, you might be in for an even longer game. If Georgia can just pin its ears back and say, I'm attacking Bryce Young because their running backs can't do anything, that, I mean, you might, it's, it's going to be a rough game for Alabama's offense. On the other hand, Bama's defense, it's still all right. You mean, we have Will Anderson, who might be the, def- the best defensive player in the country. Um, so he, he can fill up a lot of holes for that team but they're still vulnerable and have a lot more holes than they have in
0: past years.
1: I mean, they let up 29 points to a Florida team that finished six and six and could only put up, I think 10 points or 13 points against Georgia. They let up, I mean, 21, they let up 41 points to A&M and lost. They let up 24 points to Tennessee, um, 35 points to Arkansas, Georgia beat Arkansas 37, 38 to nothing, 37 to nothing. So their defense can be scored on. And I think – I really wish they would play JT. Kirby's not going to. I wish they would. Whatever. Like, I don't want – Yeah, wanna... but
0: you've, all, you've always been a JT over – Well, it's
1: – it's and I like – I think Stetson's done a great job. It's just you have to look at the talent you have and who's going to St- be playing on Sundays. Not Stetson. He's great. He's not going to be playing on Sundays. JT will fair. That's why he's still being like considered a draft worthy quarterback this year. And he's only played like four games. That's just the type of talent he has. So I just believe in playing the guy with the better talent and I get riding the hot hand and all that kind of stuff. JT is a guy he can go. He's a guy that can go in, He came off of a year of ACL surgery and not like not playing for a whole year and a half and then had four straight 300 plus yard games, four straight wins last year. Like he's that guy. He can just come in and take over a game. And I really don't want us to get into a scenario where it's Stetson plays bad in the first half. And it's either we're tied or like we're down. And then you got to bring JT in and then you have to pull,
0: back. you have to pull an Alabama put well, the backup in.
1: Right. But I just, I don't want that. I would rather start JT and just play the whole game and then we bring in Stetson if we need to, but I'd rather start it with JT. It's not going to happen. Kirby's too set in his ways, and he's too, oh, this is how we're going to do it because this is how we've been doing it. Whatever. Stetson will start. I think Stetson is efficient enough, and he's gotten better reading defenses from last year that I think he will be able to find holes in the Alabama offense. Maybe not huge plays, um, but I think the balance of the O-line our line is – pretty much all healthy. We have all, our whole stable of running backs is there. Our, Um, Yes. Our uh, deal (laughs) with it. I think, I think just the balance that they have on offense, I think Georgia covers, I, I I think they win by probably, I think double digits, honestly.
0: All right. Well, thank you for tuning in for that segment of believe in Georgia. Um, We're going to get back to believe in South Carolina uh now How about so, South carolina
1: makes a championship game we can talk about them
0: i can't wait for that day this podcast might, will be probably long over um but uh i just
1: like to say i'm also taking my boy trey who has mentioned a lot who is on the carolina team and i told him this might be the closest he ever gets to an sec game or sec championship game so
0: so mean um but true Yeah. So I'm taking uh, Georgia spread. I do. I agree. I think, I don't think Bama can keep up with Georgia. I think Georgia has been easily the best team in the nation. um, And I don't think they're slowing down. They have a special team in Athens on offense and defense Stetson or JT, either one. I think they get the win. Um, And I think it's under 49 and a half because you got a good defense in Alabama and a great defense in Georgia. So uh, I agree. Georgia takes the win. I'm going, I'm going to stick with uh, Brayden's reasoning around it all because uh, that little rant <laughs> did make some sense. So uh, Are
1: they covering?
0: Yeah, I have them covering. I don't think it's going to be close.
1: I think I could see it being
0: 35-21. Yeah, I could see it. I, I Well, didn't you have the under? Well, I did 35 21 ain't the under you're right I have I, the under so I think I it's gonna be over. a little more low scoring
1: I have the over then
0: okay switch that's the difference we have I got under he's got over okay so uh as I said Does it
1: pains me to say that somebody will put 21 points up on it I think they might
0: they might um if there's a team that can it's Bama but uh Yeah, like I said, that concludes our segment of Believe in Georgia. So now uh, on to the next game, Big Ten Championship, Michigan against Iowa. Uh, Michigan now the number two team in the college football playoff rankings. And uh, I'm a little surprised by this. Um, Michigan's favored by 11. And the over-under is 43.5. I think Michigan wins, but I do think Iowa covers that spread. I don't. You think Michigan covers?
1: Yeah, I, think I just think do. it would be
0: very Michigan-esque to uh, scare the crap out of their fans and either lose or barely lose this game. Well, or barely
1: I, win. I, I think that's very true. But what also would have been Michigan-esque to get this such high ranking and then go in and lay an egg in Ann Arbor and lose by fifteen to Ohio State?
0: Very true. This might not be a Michigan team
1: we are used to seeing. I just think the way their defense is playing it's going to, I, I think that will carry them. Um, and I think that will put separation between Michigan and Ohio and Iowa. Um, and I think if, if um Haskins, uh, that's a running back. I think he, if he can have, he doesn't have to have a five touchdown game. Yeah. Two touchdown, what, what buck 20 or something like that around there. Uh, I could see that happen. Now Iowa's a great run stopping team. Um, they only allow 121 yards per game. But they also allow 210 yards passing. So, I mean, I just I – think, I think Michigan is able to pull away late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't – it's kind of crazy that they might beat Iowa as, by as much as they beat o- Oklahoma, Ohio State. But
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm going to stick with my gut. Uh, I think Iowa covers that 11-point spread. But I think Michigan comes out on top. 43-and-a-half, that is a low line for over-under. I'm going to say they go over. Like 24-21 type vibe, that type of thing.
1: I took the under. I don't know if I like that, though.
0: What What would be your score prediction in that case? 28-10? Yeah. I mean, that's 38. It's under. That's
1: 38. It's under, but maybe Maybe 28-13. Yeah.
0: We'll go 28-13. All right. Well, and like you said, I agree. This is not a Michigan – I'm going with kind of what the old Michigan probably would have done. But, I mean, based on what we saw against Ohio State, this is a different team. Uh, They seem to have a different motivation. Um, And uh, they – pretty they deserve to be the number two team in college football right now so we'll move on to our last game the acc championship looks a little different this year just like the uh big 12 pittsburgh against wake forest Woo! both of them are 10 and 2 um i think it's in it's in charlotte um so neutral site Obviously, Wake Forest might have a little bit of advantage. Their fans don't have to travel as far from Winston-Salem. Um, but Wake Forest is favor is actually, sorry, the underdog. Pitt's favored by three. Maybe that uh, Kenny Pickett boost. But, uh, I mean, Wake Forest has Hartman, so I don't know. But uh, over under 71 and a half.
1: Well, I mean, Wake puts up points, dude. Yeah. Both teams average 42 points what a game.
0: What was the what was the UNC weight game? That was high scoring, right? Oh yeah. Both, was...
1: both teams average 42 points a game.
0: The UNC weight game was 58. 55.
1: 55, Yeah. They put up 70 on Army. They also let Army put up 56 on them. So
0: that's just scary, though. 71 and a half.
1: I would take the over.
0: I mean. Based just based on kind of the history, you kind of have to. I mean, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. And even if it's under, it's barely under, in my opinion. But so I'll go with the over. But I do think Wake takes it, I think Wake wins.
1: I got pit.
0: All right, I like it.
1: I think I like Pitt it wins so Pitt, and I think Pitt covers.
0: I like it when we disagree. Um, like like a few podcasts ago, I remember? I picked Missouri over Florida. Braden thought that was very ill advised. <laughs> the second Missouri one, I texted Braden immediately. But then Braden also, also Braden also had South Carolina, which I didn't. So.
1: I also said back. watch Arkansas Alabama.
0: Yep, you got that one too. So, well, uh, they didn't win, but you got. Nobody you said, said it was going to be close, and it was. Um.
1: Yeah, I got pit covering, and I got them hitting the over. All but right. I don't, I don't think they. I don't think they cover by much. I'd say probably. Like a touchdown. Now nah, I go like four points. Probably like. Uh,
0: 4844. Okay. Yep. That's over. That's 80 something. So um I tried 92, but oh whatever. It's the reason I'm in journalism. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's all our picks. Um Brayden, you haven't written down, right? I do. All right, want to just go over them real quick, quick recap.
1: Yeah, I got Utah covering, hitting the under 38-31. You got Oregon blowing the cover, obviously, and hitting the under. We both got okay state covering, but I got him hitting the under at 32-24. I 32- don't know if that's the under. I just kind of put a score there that might not even be the under. Um what was 32- it? 32 24. Let me check. That'd be 56.
0: It's 58.5, so that hits the under barely. Beautiful.
1: And you had them go – you had okay state over. We both have Georgia covering, but I got them hitting the over, 35-21. You got them at the under. We got Michigan. I got Michigan covering. You don't. I got them at the under, though, at 28-13. You got them I, at the
0: over. I do have Michigan win, though. I do
1: want to say that. Yeah, yeah. we both have Michigan. And then I got Pitt. You got Wake. I got Pitt covers. Obviously, you got them not covering. Uh, but we both hit the over and I said about 48, 44.
0: All right. Those are our picks for conference championship weekend. Um, like I said, only one episode this week, we'll do one episode next week. Once we figure out what South Carolina's, where South Carolina's going bowling and who against, and we'll talk about that preview that. And then, uh, also we'll talk more about the college football playoff because, uh, That'll be selected and um,
1: selection Sunday, baby.
0: Who knows? Maybe we'll dabble and talk a little bit about Army Navy because that's the only hey. um, game on that weekend. And uh, Those uniforms the uniforms
1: are always the nicest.
0: The uniforms are always nice. And I grew up in a family with a lot of Naval Academy grads. Oh,
1: go Army, baby.
0: So, oh, I root for Army. Oh, my great grandfather went to West Point. So I root for Army. The rest of my family, both my grandfathers, two of my uncles, all Naval Academy grads. Well, I'm the only one, so uh, I'm going to go army, but we'll talk army Navy next week too. Um, so yeah, that's all we have for this week on believe in South Carolina on the believe podcast network, Uh rough weekend for the Gamecocks last weekend, but, uh, keep your head up, heads up Gamecock fans. We got another game to look forward to. So until then go Cox.
1: Remember go dog.